This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number one of this, the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, we give them away. So enjoy those. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We do it for free. And I would say we do it better at freetalklive.com. Lots of fun stuff there. Now then, Mark, uh, you received a phone call today from one of our uh, superstar friends, right? Well, um, yeah, I did, and uh, he is concerned about this uh, Chris Benoit situation. That, as that, he should be. Yeah, as he should be. And apparently, um, either we miscommunicated or, or he misunderstood, and uh, I, didn't, would, I did not want it to come across that, that I was suggesting that there were backroom deals going on in the WWE. I think that uh, one of our callers was suggesting that. And I had simply just sort of rephrased what the caller was suggesting. Obviously, we've been discussing the Benoit case uh, throughout the week as uh, as it has been developing. And uh, in case you are not aware, uh, last weekend, wrestler Chris Benoit, superstar, WWE superstar, was found dead along with his wife and child mm. uh, in his home. Just a tragic, tragic occurrence. And, of course, the media has been focusing on this as a potential uh, steroid-induced incident. Right. Uh, as though the media has any idea what happened at Chris Benoit's house that night. Um, that that night. Right. Um, you know, I, Chris Benoit has uh, been diagnosed with uh, some sort of mental illness that I don't know everything about. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's difficult to know... Um, you know, what his steroid usage was. It's pretty clear he was on steroids. His doctor was prescribing them to him. Um, but, you know, what's wrong with that? If your doctor's prescribing you steroids, uh, medication, you're supposed to take it, correct? Mm, I guess, yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't know they were legal. Yeah, you can legally. Sure, sure. And oh, both okay. steroids are legal, um, you know, for proper medical purposes. And relatively safe compared to other drugs. Um, I don't want to say that... Uh, you know, illicit and illegal use of anabolic steroids is completely safe. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that for a second. But at the same time, it seems like there's been some misconceptions um, that have come out about um, steroids. Uh, like the roid rage. Roid thing. rage. Um, roid rage is, uh, is, is not, has not been scientifically proven at all. That it uh, exists here. Let me uh, let me. Get yeah, into- I'm, I'm curious about that because you know, from Wikipedia it says another condition that is frequently discussed as um, a possible side effect of anabolic steroids um, is known as roid rage. However, there is no consensus in the medical literature if a condition, um, if such a condition actually exists. Testosterone levels are indeed associated with aggression and hypomania, but the link between other anabolic steroids and aggression remains unclear. Well, some studies have shown a correlation between manic symptoms and anabolic steroid use. Um, later studies have questioned these conclusions. Currently, three blind studies mm-hmm. have demonstrated a leak between aggression and steroid use, but with estimates of over one million past or current steroid users in the United States, an extremely small percentage of those using steroids appear to have experienced mental disturbance severe enough to result in clinical treatments or medical case right. reports. Um, in contrast, the majority of uh, recent studies done in angry behavior and anabolic steroid use show little or no psychological effect. So questionable then. It's questionable that whether um, ra- roid rage exists or doesn't, and um, y- you know the the media just it 
it gloms on to easy things like this. Well, it's, in, it's something they can sensationalize you know. and uh, and make a, a lot of hay out of and, and get people to tune right. in and watch this commercial break. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a couple of syllables long. It has two R's in it. It, it sounds very legitimate. I saw an interview of Vince McMahon uh, yesterday that, I don't remember, Meredith Vieira, I think, was the journalist, so-called, during the interview. And she was really mean um, to Vince. She was trying to be nice, but you mm-hmm. could tell that she was just... I, I'm not going to use a, a naughty word, but she was. I was not really impressed with her at all. And uh, Vince looked like he wanted to suplex this way. <laughs> well, see, that's that's sort of the uh, he handled it very well. The, the media is a little more highbrow, say, than the uh, than the normal, um, the stereotypical WWE viewer. So they're looking down on right. On them, basically. You know, they they look at uh, this sort of entertainment as base classless stuff it's so, fun stuff i don't watch i don't have television but the times i've ever seen wrestling as an adult i've enjoyed the hell out of it i thought it was fun entertainment yeah you know and um whatever kind of inter- entertainment people want to be entertained by is really up to them you know the wwe has a, a strong um anti-drug policy they've introduced mm-hmm. an anti-drug policy and I don't see what the, you know, the media doesn't give any kind of um, play to that. They don't say anything about that. Now, um, if this was baseball, they would talk about baseball's, um, you know, drug usage policy and what their implementation is. They're not talking about that at all with the WWE. All they want is um, to whip everybody up into a frenzy so that the uh, the uh, you know the powers that be feel free to... Uh, vilify uh, the wrestling organizations and the wrestlers themselves and the things that the thing that's that, the greatest concern in my right. opinion now, that look, there's going to be regulation right, coming let, down the pipe let, let me read this story real quick and then uh, we can talk about it a little longer all right it says here atlanta um from wsbtv.com the authorities have raided chris benoit's doctor's office and the doctor's mother's home where he lives dea agents were on the scene of phil Aston III's office in uh, Carlton, I guess that's somewhere near uh, Atlanta. Aston is the target of a federal investigation. It started as a Fayetteville County investigation related to the death of Benoit family. Now, the authorities said, it is a completely separate federal investigation which has prompted the second search warrant and the raids. Now, this a is second all. second search warrant? This is, I don't know what this all means. That was the house. Um, the but, ha- oh, they raided his house? His, his, yeah, Sorry, his I was. I Wow. Yeah. So they're, they're going into his house, his, um, his office, and this has really whipped up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this didn't happen but the middle of last week, and now the feds are involved, and they're raiding people's houses and all this other stuff. It says here, officials used a battering ram to break into Austin's office. Oh, that's necessary. Right. They didn't uh, contact him and say, you know, we have a subpoena, I'd like to come in and search or anything like that. Bam! They knocked the door in, and they're rifling through things, breaking things. Authorities told Channel 2's um, Ross Cavett the raid is a follow-up to the previous raid of Aston's um, office Wednesday. Uh, Chuvalo Trelsdell with the DEA said, we're following up on leads from the search warrant the other night. Whatever that means. Officials said they did not have an arrest warrant for Austin. We are investigating oh, other good. leads. Well, for now, Hopefully they have a new door for him. Yeah, I'm sure that they don't. Um, we cannot comment at this time. They don't have to. They don't have to tell you what's going on. No. But and they don't have to fix your door either. You know, it's it's just this is the sort of thing that happens when you get all whipped up over these sort of things. And I can I can just see the uh, the tribunal being convened, and um, you know, w, the WWE the the prancing in stars in front of cameras and uh, them having to testify in front of Congress or whatever as to the you know uh, right, how much not- steroid use. There are people in the WWE. 
that may use steroids, and there are people that do not. Now, sure. That's the thing. If you just blanket coat the WWE like they use those wrestlers, they use steroids, that's just not a fair statement to the ones that don't. And those ones that don't are going to get hurt. They have families, and this is their livelihood, and it's just going to be all thrown into turmoil by right. the federal government doing its investigation, well, that's what Vince witch Mc- hunt. That's what Vince McMahon had said during that interview, is that you know most of these guys are family guys. They uh, they settled down, and uh, they're, they're not like a shadowy group of street thugs pumping roids into their veins. I mean, they're just not, that's just not the case. You know, there may be some individuals who've made that decision and, and made that choice, but does that mean that everybody should be dragged in in front of a tribunal and, and questioned? Uh, and, and we had brought this up briefly earlier this week, and, and I don't know. I hope Vince McMahon stands up to the feds and, and just refuses to, uh, to just lay down like they're going to want him to. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm very concerned about the whole thing. Um, you know, it seems to me like... the feds will take all the fun right out of wrestling. I can guarantee that. It, it, it they seems, take the fun out of everything. They seems, hate fun. It seems to me that uh, the media in this case is does um, participates in the same sort of sensationalism that they hate that the WWE participates in. You know, it's all just... Uh, it's In my opinion, the um, WWE is... All entertainment. Of course it is. World Wrestling like. Entertainment is and the name of the company. And what is the news? What is this roid rage thing? I mean, it's obvious they're not doing uh, their research because they didn't... I've never heard any, what anything. What research? Right. These guys don't do research. I haven't seen the media talk they anything s- about how roid rage is quite possibly doesn't exist. These days, all the so-called journalists do is spew out government press releases with their own uh, heading on them. They put their own... Uh, their own letterhead, and they make it look like it's a, an actual report. That's all these people do. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're inside the Saturday edition of the program. Here live with you, Ian, in the studio. And Mark. And we're taking your calls about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Right now, talking about the Chris Benoit situation, WWE superstar who uh, was found dead over the weekend along with his wife and child. Uh, Obviously, it has blown up into a a huge media mishap with all kinds of misinformation flying around. And inevitably, when the media is spewing out misinformation, you know, we we do our best to keep on top of it, but sometimes we can fall subject to it as well and... uh, a couple of our uh, WWE superstar friends have uh, sort of taken us to task, as they should. Perhaps I miscommunicated earlier this week, but I want to make it clear that uh, Free Talk Live is totally in their camp uh, on this. I'm, I totally back them up here because they're, they're not being treated fairly by the media in this case at all on this whole roid rage thing, which apparently isn't even legitimate, the, the roid rage claim, which doesn't surprise me at all, considering... Um, you know, considering the, all the false information that the government puts out there about drugs. They lie about marijuana, they lie about other drugs, and they, they lie about steroids, apparently. And I, you know, I just didn't know about the roid. I didn't know roid rage wasn't actually uh, legitimate, that the claims about that were not scientifically based. 
They're not, apparently. And so you've got some rebuttals from, we can't name who it is, right. but uh, one of our superstar friends has uh, has sent us some rebuttals to, I guess, the common media myths here. And if you want to chime in, 800-259-9231. We'll, we'll uh, share those with you here in a moment. Also want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is there, and there are about 250,000 posts almost, and about 1,500 people interacting. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all there bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one in three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could, co- could, de- <clears throat> excuse me, could destroy your business or leave and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. You know, you don't even have to have a business to do that. If you've got assets, uh, if, if you've accumulated any kind of wealth, mm-hmm. you could be sued and it could be taken from you. And they know how to protect you. So uh, give them, check it out at keepyourassets.net. No doubt about it. All right. So the rebuttal from our one of our superstar friends. Anabolic steroids along with empty beer cans and a wine bottle were found at the Benoit household. The media immediately characterized the crime as roid rage. Despite the fact that the act seemed deliberate and occurred over a two- or three-day period when uh, WWE released a statement. Now, that doesn't sound like roid rage, does no. it? Two or three days? That sounds pretty, uh, pretty planned out. Yeah. When WWE released a statement that it was alarmed by the media's sensationalism of the murder and the media's um, speculation that roid rage was to blame, the media accused the WWE of spinning the story. Which, of course, um, if you're talking about roid rage, you're spinning because that's not science. So it's the, me- the media, in fact, was doing the spinning. It is uh, important to note that at this point, the toxicology report has not been completed, nor, um, I believe, have the uh, final autos- op- autopsy results been released. The media has tossed around, uh, about the term roid rage without defining it. No scientific experiment has ever definitely proved that such a thing even exists. In fact... The experiments seem to indicate that people that take uh, steroids are predisposed to have temper and behavior problems. Can you imagine that? Guys that take steroids might be the kind of guys that would have, um, you know, temper problems. They're real touchy about their appearance and that sort of thing. I, I, I would think, I don't know. I mean, if if I need to, you know, make a stereotype, it seems like a a guy that would want to get big with steroids might be a guy that has some kind of attitude problem. Mental imbalance. You know, to, to some extent. He's not satisfied with himself. I, I must say that I have taken anabolic steroids and... You know, I know I have a bit of a temper problem. Hmm. So, okay. in other words, um, now I have never killed my wife or kid. That's good. I can tell you that much. Um, so we're talking about one incident here, and that's what just sort of whips people into a fervor. That's um, that's how new allows, laws get created. You know, that's that's what allows the 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 people's rights to be violated. Um, they get vic- um, vilified and then become victimized by this. You know, just a, a fervor. Mm. Uh, let's see. In other words, um, no one even knows for certain if the temper outbursts associated with steroid use are a result of the drugs or of a personality type. While much anecdotal evidence points to the existence of roid rage, no one knows what steroids cause it or in what doses. Fair enough. I mean, if you come near steroids and smell them, do you get roid rage? (laughs) How does roid rage happen to happen? The media has only given passing, passing mention to the WWE drug policy. Benoit has, uh, as reported, passed a random test on April the 10th. After the death of WWE wrestler Eddie Gallero in uh, November 2005 due to heart failure and um, suspected drug abuse in the past, the WWE enacted a comprehensive drug policy that prohibits steroid and recreational drugs. The WWE has also adopted a wellness program that incorporates cardiac testing. 
Yep. They, they have a poli- you know they have policy in place for this stuff. And with a few exceptions, notably Bret Hart and Chris Irvine, the guests and wrestling experts that the media has uh, rolled out are dubious at best. Many have a personal or professional grievance against the WWE, and that's going to happen. Imagine that. That's that's what's going to happen when you're in business. Is yeah. somebody is going to have a grievance against sure. you? Um, WWE or Vic, Vince McMahon. None have worked for the WWE in a number of years, and some are simply small-time wrestlers or promoters who are trying to um, just simply trying to get in the spotlight, seek exposure. Yep, right. So, I, let's let's take a deep breath, step back from the Chris Benoit situation. I mean, it happens all the time in America that some guy kills his wife and right. kid, Why or isn't it Roy some then? woman kills her husband and um, you know, kid, and sure. you know, th- that's just that's just it. I don't know that we can. Uh, don't, are we? Their doctors don't get raided when you know just average Joe um, father kills his wife and son. They don't raid his doctor's Where's office. Where's the responsibility for um, Chris Benoit is responsible for his actions. Right. He killed his wife and kid. It's not even Vince McMahon's responsibility to test his people. It's not right. even his responsibility, but he's doing it anyway. And you know it doesn't. The WWE didn't kill anybody. Vince McMahon didn't kill anybody. We don't need to put them on trial. Yeah. If you want to comment on this, 800-259-9231. we got to move to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to Alex in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Alex. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? How you doing? Hey, good. You tell me. What's up? Is Alex Jones available? No, this is Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, I would like you guys to shine some light on some subjects for me. Sure, go ahead. All right. Um, I'm a Marine recon. I had three tours in Afghanistan, all volunteer. Okay. I've been a Marine for 10 years now, and uh, there's a lot of things that are pissing me off, and uh, I decided not to stay silent about it no more, you know? Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, my buddy's coming back packed with heroin, you know what I mean? Your buddy comes back? You, you, wait, the, the, your my friend's... My buddy's coming back packed with heroin. Your friend's corpse? Corpses, yes. And, and how do you know this? All right. I'm in intelligence, right? So... Uh, I get secret clearance, like where pe- normal people don't. His family wasn't uh, given permission to see the body. They had open, uh, they had closed casket and everything, you know. Okay. And uh, I pulled some strings. I got in. They said no cameras. I'm so- I'm sorry if I'm a little emotional. I've been drinking. That's all, all right. I I understand now. So wait, they hadn't unpacked the body. How soon after he had they did, arrived? They did unpack the body, but there was. Uh, I saw sutures running from. Uh, his super sternal notch, which is just right under his uh, throat, all the way down to his crotch. That's pretty scary stuff, man. And there's no doubt that this, uh, these sorts of activities are going on. Um, I've known personally of individuals in the military who've been involved in, in running drugs um, back from Afghanistan and that sort of thing. And, you know, they've got the connections they, they need to have in order to make that possible. Who better to run some drugs back from Afghanistan than mem- members of the military? I'm sorry about your friend. And, Alex, thanks for the call. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. It's the place to go. All the features totally free. Shrine of female listeners included. We've got dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove that they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Speaking of limited government, it's something you will certainly not find down towards the southern border area of this country as um, certain individuals continue in government continue to throw money at a problem that money is not going to solve. Uh, Of course, the problem, alleged problem, being people coming across the border without filling out all of the uh, oppressive government paperwork, which I don't blame them for one bit. But basically what you've got going on is uh, a bunch of people... Um, in politics, doing what they normally do, and that is rewarding their friends, right, and punishing their enemies. That's what politics is all about. You get elected, you've got your buddies, and you send them contracts. So this is an example, this story out of Sasabi, Arizona, from the New York Times. Great example of somebody with political connections really cashing in. Seriously, because nothing really is uh, going to be effective about this. Have you heard about the virtual fence on the border? Virtual fence? 28 miles. It's a virtual fence, uh, according to, again, the New York Times. In the effort to catch people illegally crossing the border in southern Arizona, in the desert, there's a cat-and-mouse struggle, according to the Homeland Security Department, and it says it has a smarter cat. It comes in the form of nine nearly 100-foot-tall towers with radar, high-definition cameras, and other equipment rising from the mesquite and lava fields around this tiny town. Boy, I'm glad I don't live in that tiny town. Known as Project 28 for the 28 miles of border that the towers will scan, the so-called virtual fence forms the backbone of the Secure Border Initiative, known as SBINet, a multi-billion dollar mix of technology, manpower, and fencing intended to control illegal border crossings. If successful, hundreds of such towers could dot the 6,000 miles of the Mexican and Canadian borders. But I wonder how, many, um, how much money hundreds of them will cost if 28, of them, um, 28 miles co- um, cost billions at this point. Well, I can get, well now, the, now, the billions is the whole thing. Okay. That's the Secure Border Initiative, which includes technology and fences. So the whole thing costs billions. I'll give you the numbers on this little project in a moment here. Uh, But glitches with the radar and cameras have forced the project to miss its June 13th starting date, just as Congress focuses anew on border security in the Senate's immigration debate. Officials at the Homeland Security Department insist that Boeing, which has a $67 million contract to develop the project and others, will soon put it back on track, though they aren't providing a new completion date. So they had what they're calling glitches with the radars and the camera in these virtual fences but and their original target date was june 13th last uh, middle middle point of this month but apparently the glitches are so serious that boeing can't even offer a new completion date for this project i think the budget might go up here if they keep having more glitches 
Mm, I wonder. Gee, that wouldn't happen with a government program, would it? Oh, I, I wouldn't think that it would not not happen. I mean, it, every government program I've ever heard of comes in over budget and late. <laughs> and Boeing won't even talk to the media. They're referring requests for comment to the Department of Homeland Security, who uh, the the head of the border program, Gregory Glidens, that bureaucrat, says, we're making good progress. Of course you are. Democrats in Congress are questioning why the problems weren't disclosed at a hearing on the project early in June. It was only afterwards in communication to the congressional staff members that the delays came to light. Oh, they just forgot to mention them, of course. Quote, the department's failure to be forthcoming and the repeatedly slipping project deadlines not only impede Congress's ability to provide appropriate oversight of the SBI net program, but also undermine the department's credibility with respect to this initiative. In a report in February, the Government Accountability Office warned that Congress needed to keep a tight rein on the program because it said, quote, SBI net runs the risk of not delivering promised capabilities and benefits on time and within budget. Gee, isn't that something you can say about virtually every single government program? program ever in existence that they run the risk of not delivering their promised capabilities in fact are not delivering their promised capabilities and are usually slower than they expected and much more expensive i think it's interesting how uh people that believe um people that generally believe the government is too big too intrusive and virtually incompetent think that the government can stop immigrants from coming across the border yeah that i don't understand i mean if if Illegal immigration is such a terrible problem. Why would we want to give it to the government to solve? I don't know if those people really believe that. I don't know if those so-called small government people actually believe that government is incompetent. I think that what they believe, and if you are one of these small government people that supports the immigration war, uh, because I don't have a better term for it, a war on immigration, if you are one of those people, maybe you can explain it to me, 800-259-9231. But here's my hypothesis, Mark. I think that they do believe government is efficient. They think that it's efficient if you can only pare it down to certain functions, right? Because they've been told that government must protect your right to life and and liberty. And so they believe that government can do certain things. It's just that if they could only do the things they want them to do and put their people in charge, then they could make this government work. But But that's what everybody who believes that a government program is going to work believes. I mean, I'm just telling you, they don't really believe that government believes that welfare is going to work. That's what somebody who believes that FEMA is going to work. In that way. Who believes that government is going to work right. always believes that if we could just give it the right amount of money and just put the right people in charge, then it would work, which it would likely work better, but it's never going to be efficient because they're always working with money that isn't theirs. Of course. They're working with your money. I think that they don't um, – I, I don't think they believe that government is incompetent. I don't think they believe that. If they did, then how could they possibly go against their belief system? How could they possibly? They don't. They think government is effective if only the right the right people are in charge. And I don't know who the hell those right people are because it seems like all kinds of different people have been put in charge of the government and uh, you know we keep getting the same crap can results. You know the facts are that government is ineffective, government is slow, it is stupid, it is expensive, and no one can change that. I don't care if you put the most libertarian of uh, of individuals in charge of the government, they cannot make it work correctly. Government by its nature sucks, and no one can make it suck less. All you can do is reduce the size of it and then put more money back into individuals' hands so they can make their own decisions and for themselves. And what seems unfair about this uh, fence situation to me is I pay my taxes, and I don't want to build a fence on the border. Mm. 
So you're going to take my tax money, whether I want it or not, and you're going to build a fence in the border. And you're and going, going to go to war, too. You're going to invade Iran, yeah. or um, you're going to continue this in, uh, war in Iraq, or you're going to uh, wage war in Afghanistan. I don't want any of those things done with my tax money. Too bad. You're going to have to pay, or they'll throw you in a jail cell. That's exactly what they'll do. Well, they'll try. Unless you hold yourself up in your house like Ed Brown in Plainfield, New Hampshire. Of course, we're keeping you up to date on that case as more develops here. Let's go to the phones and talk to Byron. Excuse me, Brian, rather. Brian in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live listening on KGWA. Hi. Yes, I am a small government conservative, and I support uh, the fight against illegal immigration. Okay, so why do you think government can do that job when it can't do anything else right? I'm not sure, sure they can do the job right. They haven't succeeded so far. They right. just Expect more of that. this horrible bill that was going through legislation. Mm-hmm. But the reason, but it's really about big government. I'm skeptical of government. I don't think it's incompetent. Really? Why? I don't. What is it competent I, at besides killing people and blowing things up? And it's not even really that good at that. It's there for a purpose. It's there to Well, sure it is. It's there to extract... No, 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 you've been fooled. Sorry, you've been fooled. Government is there to extract wealth from people who don't know any better. Well, I think think government's role is to protect... Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's what the government is doing. There's a a lot of the left who is tax everybody into poorness, but... I, and that's why I don't like a big government. Brian, hang, if you'll hang on, I want to talk to you more about this. And I want you to think about this for a moment. We're going to come back to you. Think about an area where government isn't totally incompetent. Please, I would really like to, uh, to... Where government can actually meet the goals that it sets for itself and come in within the budgets and all of that. Think about that. We'll come back to you. More with Brian and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of neat Free Talk Live-related merchandise, including the hot-selling 2-gigabyte multi-gadget. It's an MP3 player. It's a voice recorder. It is a flash drive, all rolled into one. All available at store.freetalklive.com. So get your shopping done. Let's go back to Brian in Oklahoma, listening on KGWA. Now, Brian described himself earlier as a small government conservative. Uh, and I'd asked you, Brian, uh, because you said that you, you you didn't necessarily think that the government was incompetent. So I was just curious as to if you could name one government program that actually lives up to its promises within budget and uh, doesn't result in either the opposite of its original intentions or just total failure. You know, you're right. And let me correct myself. I don't believe government has to be incompetent, which is why I do support smaller governments instead of bigger-powered governments. We, right now, we well, well, have so, Before you go on, before you go on, important question. Do you believe smaller government is more, less, or the same level of incompetent as uh, bigger government? I believe smaller government is less incompetent. Why? Based on what? Larger. Well, we, you get a bigger government, they get their hand, they try to have all these different programs... And it's the old saying, jack of all trade, master of none. 
I would say that, um, you know, when there's more uh, opportunities for communication, there's more opportunities for failure. So I can see that a smaller government would likely be somewhat more efficient. Now, I'm not saying that I would use the term efficient to mean that that small government would, in fact, be efficient simply because they're spending money that isn't theirs. And it's just a heck of a lot easier. More efficient. Probably more efficient, not particularly good. Now, I think we probably need a government to, say, run the Navy or... Um, you know, in a federal level, or perhaps uh, more on a local level, build roads. But um, I disagree, you know, of course. <laughs> if the government would limit itself to the basic things, uh, balancing the budget, lowering taxes, fiscal conservatism, where you're not spending a million more dollars than you're bringing in, mm. it, it, you know, focus on securing the borders, focus on the important things, Limit the amount of welfare programs. Limit now, the but, amount of affirmative action programs. Limit I, I'm with you, Brian, and here's what I think the problem is with immigration. I think immigration is, in fact, a welfare problem, not an immigration problem. I mean, this country, this country was built by immigrants, people who wanted to come here, build a better life for themselves, pursue the American dream. But now we've put out this, uh, in the form of welfare, we've put out this, uh, I don't know, it's sort of like a bowl of milk for stray cats. If you put out a bowl of milk come for... Come here, live for free. Right, right. You, you put out a bowl of milk for stray cats. American. Is it the stray cat's fault that they come and drink it? I mean, that doesn't seem very fair. What we should do is eliminate the bowl of milk, which is these uh, welfare programs that allow uh, freeloaders to come to the country and, you know, come here and uh, just live off of us. Now, if we eliminated those things... Um, then we would. I don't. I don't believe we'd really have an immigration problem. I mean, our economy currently is growing at a very small pace, and I would say that that small amount of growth can be directly attributed to people that have come across the border and are now working hard to pursue the American dream. Some of them are. Uh, most know, of them are. I support immigration. It's built this country up from its beginnings. You know, bring in the best and the brightest of the rest of the world. No, that's no, not how it works. Uh, wait, wait a second. Uh, Brian, does, what does the Emma Lazarus poem on the uh, Statue of Liberty say? Does it say, I give know, us give your, your best tires. and bright? Right, right. It, it, in but fact, you have to have limitations on it. Why? You can't just open up the borders. Why should you have limitations and who should decide that, Brian? I'm sorry. Can you why should you again? have limitations and who should make those decisions? Why should because one we need to know who's coming into who's this country. Who's we? The American people. I don't care we who's coming to... into this country as long as they're willing to work hard. That's all I care about. And if there's no welfare yes, so programs, what's the issue? Because if you have no clue who's coming into this country, how do you know that people who wish to harm this country? How do I know that people who wish to harm the country aren't Brian, laying down the street from the, me? The, the people, the the attackers on 9/11, the terrorists of 9/11, were all here legally on visas. We knew they were here. Um, you know, who's we? So uh, the we is uh, the government. The Thank government. You. Knew, I'm not the government. The government Thanks. knew that they were here. The government decided that they were um, okay people, and then they flew planes into buildings in New York City. So the government um, allowed them to come in and incompetently administered that particular program yes we in you know we need and that's why we need to know who's coming in we but but, but, but brian they did know who was coming in they did know they gave them visas they welcomed them in those particular yes we did know those people were here in the country but, but you're asking the same people million... to fix now to now fix the problem 
to administer now, do better. You this time I want you to administer this program properly. Right. Do you think, Brian, do you think that more paperwork and fees are going to fix the problem? Because that's what they want. They just want more paperwork and more fees. No, and I don't and you know, the part of the thing is there are certain people on both sides, Republican and Democrat, who are pandering to illegal immigrants and wanting to give them amnesty, hoping that they will now in turn vote for them. They want them to be on these welfare systems so that they will be indebted to a certain political party. Sure. Well, sure. They want, they, they want, they've got your money, and they want to use it in whatever fashion they feel like they, is okay. They want that for regular Americans, too. They want regular Americans on welfare. That's what the welfare program's all about, is about creating a surf class that will go out and continue to vote for the politicians that will perpetuate the welfare programs. What you're talking I, about is a welfare problem. I disagree with that. Huh? Yes, and I agree with you, and okay. I disagree with welfare. I've never accepted even unemployment. I Good disagree for you. with it so much. I'm with you if on you that. you cannot go out and make your own money, and if you're not willing to work hard and become whatever you want to be in this life, Right, but why? I'm with you, man. I think people should get out there and work hard and work smart, and they should make a better life for themselves. What I'm curious about is why you think that they should have to fill out a bunch of paperwork from a bunch of faceless bureaucrats in Washington D.C. and send money to those people. Why should they have to do that in order to have a shot at a better life? And who are you to make those decisions? You hmm? know, as Brian? far as the illegal immigration goes. We need to make it easier. You know, when it takes 10 years to become an American citizen, no wonder they're jumping the border. Why can't people come here? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And and don't don't forget to mention the thousands of dollars in fees as well, which is obviously fairly difficult. Don't forget the INS lawyers that you have to hire just to be able to fill out all that crap. Just it's just no. absolutely I mean, and insane. These, and these bureaucrats are the same people that we are now giving the task to um, that that you would we would propose to give the task um, of you know administering these uh, immigrants coming in. And I just think, you know what, get them out of there. The let, bureaucrats, let, you yeah, mean. get the bureaucrats out of there. Right. Let immigrant immigrants come across the border and don't give them any reason to come here and freeload. Right. Get rid of welfare. And abolish the immigration bureaucracy, and that'll make it a lot easier. Now for there's some to come small here. government steps that's, for that's you. Small let's government. get rid of the right. government as far as on the border, and let's get a, get, get rid of the government as far as welfare goes. Damn right, Byron. Uh, Byron, Brian, Brian. Thank you for the call. It was, <laughs> spelled, it was spelled differently, so it threw me off. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Let's talk to Mike in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live, Mike. Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for being uh, here. What's on your mind? Yeah, this first time I've listened to your program, so I think it's safe to assume that you gentlemen are. Uh, Libertarians, huh? You could say that. Yeah. I consider myself a classical liberal I can, in, the st- in the style of uh, Thomas Jefferson. I consider myself a free marketeer, personally, but yes, sir, go ahead. Okay, well, I, I thought you might find this interesting to happen to stumble upon a website of a libertarian, RexCurry.net. Oh, oh yeah, we know Rex, yep. Uh, oh, is he the, um, what, the, He's the Pledge guy, of Allegiance guy? the Pledge of Allegiance guy. guy. Right, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty wild website. It is. But uh, let's just, you know... Yeah, I'm a limited government conservative, and I think we should abolish the CIA, the FBI, the yes. ATF. I'm with Depart- you. Department of Parks and Recreation, the DEA. The, Let's uh, abolish the whole federal government while we're at it. How about that? The, the, the Department of Education. <laughs> uh, however, it, you know, 
if we do get rid of government completely, what's what's going to fill the vacuum? What's going to fill the void? Oh, no, I didn't say we should get rid of government completely, though I do believe in that personally. I th- I'd be all right with just getting rid of the federal government, because then you'd have 50 state governments and all the local governments. There's still plenty of governments there. I, I wouldn't propose that. I would say return the... F- that the, You're talking to my anarchist friend over here, and, and that's it's just not fair. Free marketeer, thank Whatever. you. Yeah, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Yeah, you're so um, funny with that. I am. I, I, I'm a barrel of laughs. It, I think we should return the federal government to its constitutional role. Right, because the Constitution yeah. works so well. Well, well I, I agree with that. Well, I, I think ideally we, we should return to the pre-Civil War days. Well, that would That'd be, be yeah, nice. That, but, but now you've got to be careful with that, though. You've got to be careful saying things like that, because then people say, well, what's that mean, Mike? You like slavery? Of course not. No. Of course not. So I think that, I think that what you want to say is like you want to have more freedom, um, some of the freedoms that we had in the pre-Civil War days, but not to return to the pre-Civil War no, days. If you've got uh, more uh, comments, hang on. We'll hold you through to hour number two because uh, we kind of had, had a short time there. We'll bring it back. 800-259-9231. Greg in Canada is on the line. Your calls as well. Ladies, you move to the front of the line if you call in at 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up virtually anything. This is your show, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're rolling into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free lines for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. We're rolling into the phone calls to start things out this hour. Uh, We're talking about immigration, and I believe some of our callers would still like to discuss that. So let's go back to Mike in Maryland. Kind of gave him a short shrift earlier. Wanted to make sure he got all his thoughts out. Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So uh, do you gentlemen think that we should have wide open borders and just allow anybody coming to this country that wants to and I think, don't, don't even bother checking or what? I think that welfare should be abolished. That way the I people agree. that are coming here are looking for a better life for themselves. And I think at the same time we also need to get back to true private property rights in America where there is no such thing as the tragedy of the commons. There is no commonly owned property. And let private property owners decide for themselves who they want to allow on their property or not. But yes, in the meantime, while government is still around, um, absolutely the borders should be open in my opinion. Well, I would uh, say that I'm, I've got a little slightly different opinion, and, and um, that would be that I, I think that perhaps the federal government was within its bounds when uh, you know Ellis Island was around, and they uh, they you know sat you on the island for three days to make sure you you know were quarantined and weren't uh, in, entirely virulent, and uh, maybe tested you for a couple of diseases, and then uh, screwed up your name and let you go. Um, but as far as you know, ten years to become uh, you know. To get to get a visa and however long that's it if takes. they don't lose your paperwork right you to start it all you over know, again to put them in charge of all that other stuff I no, they just screw it up. What do you think, so, Mike? So, so if we have wide open borders, how many people do you think would come to this country? Who knows? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what scares me because why is that scary? Like, you want to wind up like India? 
why would it, we line up, wind up like India in a culture of liberty as opposed to, this is supposed to be a free country as opposed to India, which is a, you know, third world despotic nation. Maybe it's second world now. I don't know what that, what all that, the definitions there are, but, um, the, the government in India is a lot more tyrannical than the government in the United States. It takes a lot more, for instance, to start a business in India than it does here in the United States. You have to fill out reams of paperwork there. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why people want to leave places like that. And if somebody can make it to the shores of the United States and there's no welfare programs al- around to, for them to suck off of, I, again, I don't see what the problem I mean, is. They have to rent a place to live or buy a place to live. Uh, I, I, I don't know. So I mean, it, that's going to better any, our economy. So you don't see any, any correlation between the rise in, in tuberculosis and leprosy and, 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 and other diseases, uh, the crime rates, the, the drunk drive, and the, you know, I've, I've, uh, you should you should talk to somebody who said their daughter raped by an illegal alien. But but oh, hold on, daughter 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 daughters get, daughters get raped alien. by American citizens. What do you want to do yeah, about that? Yeah, that's true. Well, we have enough criminals as it is. We don't need any more. Well, I, I understand, <laughs> but when you have regular citizens, you're going to have criminals too. Do you want to throw out babies with bathwater? Uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Well, how well, are you going to know who the rapists are? Let's when say one out of ten um, alien, people that come from other countries, um, immigrants, migrant uh, people that come here, are uh, criminals. What about the other nine? Are we going to stop them from coming here because and 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 bettering our nation by working hard? Um, well, uh, because uh, of frankly, that. Uh, well, frankly, I think we should have a 20-year moratorium on all immigration. But well, I think uh, what you're going to do well, I think what you're proposing uh, to do is H-1B going to tank our economy. I'm sorry. I think what you're proposing to do is going to tank our economy. That, that's absolute malarkey, and you know it. No, I do not. I believe, I think I believe exactly the opposite. I think his no, proposal is no, insane no, that, that, and impossible. That's, that's nonsense. How do you that's plan not, on having a 20-year moratorium, sir? How do you plan well, on well, doing well, that? Why have the wages gone down? In the past 10 years, that's, that's because of unbridled illegal immigration and the H-1B visa plan. You well, just don't like competition, do you? Hold on. One of the reasons wages have gone down is because uh, companies have de- decided that it's just not worth paying um, way- this this much in America for uh, workers and having all the rules of the federal government's put on them, so they've taken their jobs and gone elsewhere. No, he's talking about wages in America. I know. I, the, the reason is is because demand, um, the supply of jobs has gone away, so therefore the price has um, diminished. Well, so, so so bringing in the illegal aliens and H-1B visas, that, that, that's, that's going to solve the problem? I'm not sure what an workers? H-1B visa is precisely, and I don't propose to give anybody visas. Um, I don't think the federal government should be in charge of visas. Well, you know, uh, the, the small fence San Diego put up did a lot to stopping crime. And, is that know, right? The, the people in San Diego are very happy with the little fence. Well, I think I, I understand what you're saying about the fence, and likely that fence uh, caused people to go other directions around the fence. Uh, yeah, because, well, it worked, didn't it? But, well, mm. it's, if you put up now, what's going to happen when you put up a fence across the entire border? They're still they're still going to want to get across that border, and well, the, they're know, going to come. If, right. If you make it, if you make it, it's just like that, that's like saying, you know, we're not going to stop all burglars. So let's just leave our doors wide open because... Oh, no, uh, why are you calling anyway. people to come to this country burglars? Because many of them are. Well, no, many on. of them, no, a no, handful. The, the, some people in this country are burglars, so I'm going to call yeah, you well, one. Well, well, why invite more? But you're it's, a burglar. That's, that's insanity. <laughs> it's not it's, insane. Talking, it's great to have good people come to this country and work hard. Uh, most of the people that come here... Uh, illegal aliens come here to to milk the system. How you dare know, you make an accusation like that? That is completely that's baseless. Obvious. That is completely baseless. What do you mean it's no, obvious? 
Look at how many people are on welfare. How many uh, immigrants do you know, sir? How many there's, immigrants? There's 30% of the uh, federal prisoners are illegal aliens, so you don't know what you're talking about. How many immigrants do you know, sir? How many of them? I don't know. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from oh, you. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you're Yeah. Thanks. 800-259-9231. Just absolutely insanity. A 20-year moratorium on uh, allowing people to come into the United States. And it's also impossible. As though you're going to stop people from right. coming to the United States. If they, if, if they don't come across the border, they're going to dig under it like they did with the tunnels. If they don't dig under it, they're going to pay off a border guard like happens all the time. Yep, exactly I mean, right. You can't stop it. They can't. The, the government can't stop drugs from coming into their own prisons. Right. How are they going to stop people who want to come here and live a little freer and earn a little more money than they do at home. The fact is, the only way you're ever going to be able to stop immigration to this country is to make it less free than all the other countries surrounding it. You know, this is the same crap that was said about the Italians. It's the same crap that was said about the uh, Irish. It was the same same crap that's been said about every other class of individual that has come to this country throughout the ages. I think some Americans just want someone to hate. I think that's a, pa- a factor here. Let's go to the phones. Talk to, uh, I believe it is Jeff in Miami, listening on WFTL. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I want to know why the government's trying to sell me a passport if they're going to have open borders between Canada and Mexico. What do you mean? They're not going to have open borders? Who's going to have that's open what borders? Saying. Who's saying that? The government's saying that they're going to have open borders to come from Mexico to Canada, all the way up to Canada, that new street. That and and where did you hear this? They're talking about building fences, sir. Yeah, but they're talking about the open border, that they're going to just let the truckers go through on that big highway. That oh, okay. SPP. You're talking about the uh, the idea of but this North American wanna, Union, is that right? Yeah, they want they want me to buy, or they want to sell me a passport to go to Mexico or Canada, mm-hmm. but they're going to let these trucks come in through free. Yeah, I, I don't have any have explanation for that. I don't, you know, the government is unexplainable. If, I, if I'm American why, and I and they can come through here free, why can't I go there free? You well, should be able to go there free. There is an easy explanation to this. Is government's really about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies? When you're in the government, that's you know what people do. They uh, you know people that pay off you know pay into their campaigns and that kind of thing. They give them all kinds of favors, and the people that uh, you know they they don't really like they you know they go they go after them and give them all kinds of uh, stuff that uh, they don't want to do. Yeah, but whenever you go by the government, hello? Hi, you're hey. here. Yeah, every time you go by the government, you can feel fingers getting into your pockets. Yeah, no doubt about it, and that's why, that's why we need to get rid of them. Okay, you have a nice evening. Thanks for the call. Sir. Let's go to Greg in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Greg, what's on your mind? Um, okay, three callers ago, the guy's talking about immigration. He uh-huh. mentioned about um, he only wants the best and the brightest to move to America. Yeah. Well, the ironic... I think the ironic thing is that if you open the borders, that's exactly what would happen. What I mean is um, you'd have an initial rush into the states, at, at which time all the housing would be bought up, all the apartments would be rented, the price of housing would go way up, and at that point only the best, brightest, and richest people would be able to move to America. And I can prove this by this is exactly what's happening in Alberta right now. It's a really it's great a example. I mean, I, I hadn't even considered that, but it's absolutely true. All the extra um, rentals and all the property that's uh, on the market would be bought up for additional rentals. And um, at that point, rent rates would go up, so well, only people know. could afford them would be I don't think that's necessarily the yeah. case. It's an interesting economic point, no doubt about that. Well, and that is what's happening in Alberta right now. Thank you for the call, Greg. We appreciate hearing from you. More on the way. You can take control. That doesn't mean people still can't get together and pool rent. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Uh, let's see. Also, you should join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of the features, in fact, all of the features are totally free, archives included, an entire year's worth of the show. So if you've missed a moment, go and get it right from the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Let's go back into the phone calls here and talk to uh, the amplifier line, Ryan in Texas. Hey there, Ryan. Yeah, you had some real ignorant guy call in a few minutes ago just spouting out statistics that were completely wrong. They've been parroted left and right. I wanted to correct a couple things. You mean the guy that said that all immigrants are uh, just sucking off the teat of the state, or most of them are, and they're just They're criminals, people? and they're uh, wrought with TB and leprosy? That guy? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, the TB and leprosy numbers that he's out and out that a lot of the conservative radio guys have been. Right, I've heard a lot about it. I haven't seen any uh, news stories about uh, drug-resistant tuberculosis on the There was that one white guy that had TB recently. Yeah, there was that guy. Well, there was a... It was a CDC report that came out not too long ago saying something about 7,000 cases. And they said, oh, 7,000 cases in three years. Except, no, it was 30 years. (laughs) Uh, the other one was saying that um, 30% of, of criminals are are illegal immigrants. Um, they get that statistic from a uh, California report saying that um, 23% of prisoners in California are deportable. That means um, they are immigrants in either legally or illegally. Uh, you know, you can be in here legally on a visa and still be deportable. Absolutely if you true. A crime. Absolutely and true. Just as many Asian immigrants in Northern California as there are <laughs> Mexican. Hmm. Very good. Anything so, else you wanted to clear up? No, just to point out that that guy's a racist bastard. Yep, that's uh, that's really all there is to it. Thanks for the call, Ryan. We appreciate it. That's really what a lot of it is because if we can if we can knock down objection after objection to immigration, the the first objection that always comes out of their mouths is, "Well, they're taking the welfare. Well, let's get rid of welfare. Well, they're committing crimes. Well, you know, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of reasons why the crimes happen. We didn't address the war on drugs, by the way, because a lot of the crimes that the immigrants are in jail for aren't rapes. A lot of them are are drug dealing. And of course, if there was no war on drugs in the first place then they wouldn't be able to do those so-called crimes. Because and it wouldn't be a crime. I'd really like to see what the crime statistics would be like without the war on drugs. Really be curious about that as well. Um, so anyway, uh, let's continue with the calls. Talk to Brad in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Brad, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Love Great. the show, as usual. And What's a up? Quick shout-out, WXNT better never drop this, um, your <laughs> show, because it's great. You know, um, I've been trying to get it. There's a new program director over there at WXNT, and he must be really busy, because I've been trying my best to say hello to the guy, and I haven't had a chance yet. I believe his name is Scott. If you get a chance, maybe shoot him a phone call or an email and, and let him know how you feel about Free Talk Live. It'd be great. I'll do it. I'll do it. Thank you. Um, I got two uh, questions, and the, the, the one that I really am the most interested in is um, – I, I am a Republican, but I'm ticked off at the Republican Party. I hate the Democratic Sounds Party. Sounds like me. The, the Libertarian Party um, 
is intriguing, but I am I, I am a pro military person, so I, ah. I that that is what gets me with the libertarians every time. There's plenty. But I, I got to tell you, there's plenty of pro liberty or pro uh, military libertarians out there. Right? Just just because I'm on the air um, doesn't mean that all libertarians are like me. Right. My problems with the libertarian party don't have anything to do with uh, their. Their stance on the military or anything like that. Although I would have considered myself a few years ago to be sort of a pro-military Republican, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself that now, just because I've realized that well, the military is another government program, and it's just as incompetent as every um, other government. I'd, program. I'd like to point something but out. I would um, like to direct you to the RLC.org website. That's the Republican Liberty Caucus, and they're right. they're working from the inside of the Republican Party to return them to sort of their uh, their roots. Uh, are they are they truly Republicans, or is it a Democratic ploy to like a, a third party <laughs> Ross Perot deal to you know help swing elections? I mean, I, I'm not a conspiracy person, but that did pop into my head. No, you know? the Republican Liberty Caucus is a libertarian ploy to uh, get uh, the Republicans to become uh, you know the, the the Republicans to recognize their sort of libertarian base. The Republicans um, have a few bases. And uh, one of them is a large number of people in the United States who want a smaller government, and the Republican Liberty Caucus is, you know, right. There are people who there are people who don't see the Libertarian Party as as a viable option, and I don't even know if I see the Libertarian Party as a viable option at this point. They've watered their message down so uh, so badly at this point. I, I I'm a life member of the LP, but I don't pay any attention to them anymore, really, um, unless right. they do something worthwhile, which I haven't seen them do anything worthwhile in a while. So. Um, and I'd like to also point out that in regards to libertarians, most of them simply believe in getting the military back to America. Um, they, they, a lot of them are pro, pro-military. pro It's just that they don't think the military should be spread in 100-something uh, countries around the world, 130-plus countries, and have over 700 military bases. I think that's what most of their objections are to the military. Okay, and wh- one, one thing I'd like to know is how do you guys ever think that we are truly going to abolish the federal government or shrink it down to a more manageable level it's a it's a bloodthirsty machine these people are never going to give up their power and and all and and anybody that takes power in the future ultimately they're going to end up corrupted too even if sure I don't know whether I agree with that entirely. I think uh, there's a the presidential candidate out there right now, Ron Paul, who's uh, running under the Re- Republican ticket. He's been a um, he's been in the House of Representatives for nine terms now, and has always they, they call him Doctor No. He's always voted against things that are unconstitutional. Yeah, I think he's you can the put, one. You I think know? you can put principled people that believe in small government. But the in problem play. is they don't run for office. The principled people just they go and they create products and services and they do good things in the marketplace. Right. They're and, not running. So now, now let me answer the question. The question was, um, you know, how do we think it's going to ever occur? Well, how long would it take? It, I, it, uh, I, I can answer both those. Essentially, I, do, I the Libertarian Party never did anything um, of any consequence for me, so I never really believed. It. I believed in small government, but you know, what's ever going to happen here? Then along came the idea of the Free State Project. I think that um, people have to people who believe in small government. There will be a certain amount of them that believe strongly enough that they're willing to do something. And that thing that um, they would have to do is move to New Hampshire, uh, be among twenty thousand people who are moving to New Hampshire to return one state to 
liberty, that the, uh, the the sole role of government would be the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Excuse me, the uh, I, protection. I love that idea, but mm-hmm. why didn't you guys pick a state down south where it's warmer? Because all the you states know? down south are, south are too big and full of socialists. That's why. That's why we left Florida. Well, because it is also the live free or die state. New Hampshire won far and above. There was a, a vote, by the way. There were ten candidate states, and uh, New Hampshire won far and above all the other but the, states the, the for farthest, a variety of reasons. The farthest south state was Delaware. Yeah, it's true. Okay. It's true. Um, hey, Brad, thank you for the call. We really appreciate Thanks, hearing guys. from you. And in regards to um, getting away from the federal government, my solution, as far as the quickest one, secession. That would seem to be the fastest, most effective way uh, to really cut the federal government down to size, is to have the states just say, we've had it, see you later. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I can tell you that uh, this Florida quick, boy though, wouldn't it? made it through the last winter, and it wasn't too bad. More on the way, 800-259-9231. Vince, Lou, John, all on the way. Ladies first, if you make the call, it's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. And uh, some of those features include the wiki, over 1,350 pages, unique pages created by listeners just like you. You can go in and edit the wiki to your heart's content. Um, That's what it's all about. It's like a listener-editable version of our website. Wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you to it. W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones and to the fun, it is John in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live, John. Free State Project you're talking about? Yeah. Yes, sir. What, are you trying to get a bunch of people to move to New Hampshire? Yes, yes sir. Yes, we are. If you have a bunch of illegal Hispanics move up there, what are you going to do then, dude? Um... Well, I would embrace them with open arms as long as they aren't taking welfare. Do you, do you currently live in a place where you have to deal with the influx of illegals? We used to live in Florida. I was born and raised okay, there. You, yeah, you had to deal with it. I'll admit that. Uh, are we really going to lose our culture and the American way of life just because we let too many people move here? I don't think we are. Well, I think that I think likely culture will change. I think, for instance, that's inevitable. I think, for instance, the day that uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but that black lady who wouldn't give up her uh, bus seat, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. I think the day Rosa Parks decided she wasn't getting out of that bus seat, culture changed. I Dude, think that, I think that, that a bunch way, of Italians came here and introduced their food. Cultures every changed. Every day somebody stands up, and that, that's that's just the human spirit. God bless Rosa Parks, fellas. I, I'm a juggalo. Trust me. What's a juggalo? I'm no racist. Uh, I used to live and work with illegal immigrants. Wait, wait, okay? wait, what's a juggalo? Okay. Oh, uh, well, it's kind of a way of life. You guys know where deadheads are, right? Yeah, like Grateful You've Dead heard fans? Of the rap group, the Insane Clown Posse, right? I have heard of them, yes. Okay, well, it's kind of offshoot subculture, the Insane Clown Posse. Anyway, okay, nonetheless, interesting. uh, they're, uh, they're yes, a sir. culture that they're not assimilating, fellas. What, what do you mean you know, by that, get sir? The people at Ellis Island. They had their names Americanized, this and that. The people that live in well, my you're, local you're community. You're upset dude. because somebody but wants to call themselves uh, they, they Jose Gonzalez. They don't put their kids in Little League. Listen, they don't put their kids in Little League. All right, 
the, the little winery in my hometown that I used to pick grapes for every summer, mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore because they have 30 of them that live there, dude. Well, Okay. Uh, I, I, hold on. I, I'd like to address the. No um, they're not the assimilating news, issue. It's no longer on the news. It's it's one third of the people in the supermarket when you go to the supermarket now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me let me talk to you about people the um, are, assimilating part. Have you heard of a por- portion of New York called uh, Little Italy? Dude, I'm talking about. A I'm asking you a question. Ozarks, buddy. I, I, look, I'm not have you heard of a portion of New York City called Little Italy? Have you heard a por- yes, heard sir, of a yes, portion sir, called of um, Chinatown? Of, uh, yeah, uh, called Chinatown. Or how about Little Poland in uh, in uh, Chicago or Little um, Little Vietnam in off of Los Angeles? I mean, they all have these enclaves of uh, rem- immigrants that have come here more recently. Uh, Benjamin Franklin talked about the German immigrants to Pennsylvania saying that these people are ruining our culture. And that was back in the 1700s. I mean, people, you know, when when they first come here, they want to get around people they can talk to in their native tongue, and that makes perfectly good sense. But and then the- they slowly assimilate. By the third generation, they almost all speak English. Uh, in, right, in they the, don't speak their original language. Into the ni- high 90th percentile. Yep, that's that's oh. the fact. Your final thoughts, sir? You guys sound borderline racist. They, We're they, the racists? They. Oh, come on. Based on come what? On. Based on what evidence do you uh, make that claim, sir? How are we racists? I'm just sounding that way just because you guys sound like you sound kind of privileged. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to stereotype. Yeah, privileged. All right. Hey, thanks for the, the call, man. Voices. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Mark, would you describe yourself as privileged? I am the luckiest guy on earth. I've got to admit, I've got to say, you know, I came from a middle class background. Uh, my parents worked hard to send me to a private school. I, um, you know, then wanted to go on and, and go to a public school a little later. I uh, got messed up with the wrong crowd. I spent nine years in prison for a crime that, well, I didn't commit. But now I've gotten out and I've got my own radio show and my own business that's weren't running real well. So, yes, I am absolutely privileged because I have managed to come back from the lowest socioeconomic class in America. Yeah, but I think the term privileged, when I hear the term privileged, I think, you know, silver spoon. garble gobbledygook is what that is. I think silver spoon, you know, child of the elites, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think when I hear privileged, I think somebody who's pampered, I think somebody like that. My dad was the president of the local ACLU in our... um, The ACLU? Not not ACLU, excuse me. um, AFL-CIO. He was uh, the The president of his union. So I, I guess I am privileged. Well, he right? was a mold maker, right? Right. right. He, worked he worked in with a factory. I, I saw him come back from work um, with his forearms bloodied right. many times because he worked with his hands. He had, he'd had my, slivers my dad, of metal from carving out uh, uh, machining metal. My, when I was born, my dad was reconing speakers in a little hi-fi shop uh, in downtown Sarasota, Florida, and my mom was was working in a thrift store. Is that privileged? I, I don't know. And I, racist? That's just ludicrous let's go to lou in miami you're on free talk live listening on wftl hey lou hello lou yes how you doing lou. what's on your mind lou listen uh, ian i think you're an ideologue you'd be have right you ever read the book by eric hoffer true believer uh no sorry i have not okay you sound to me like the old school bolsheviks you are so sure that you're right that you dismiss anyone who disagrees with well, you. Well, now, hold on a second, Lou. I'm not dismissing people who disagree with me, but what exactly is wrong about taking a position of voluntary association against coercive force? That's Let my position, Lou. The old Bolsheviks, they were ideologues also. and they, So is Rush Limbaugh. Wait, let me finish. 
they took a country, let's give an example, the Soviet Union, and they decided to remold the people into their image. Now, when the Soviet Union fell apart, did it fall apart according to ethnic lines, or did it fall apart according to cultural lines or philosophical lines? How did it fall apart? You tell me, Lou. It fell apart according to ethnic lines. It broke up into 15 ethnic republics. Okay? So when the, when the going got tough, the people fell back to their own tribe. And that's something you don't understand. Well, there you want to tribes. bring that to America. Uh, you there, don't understand that. You're America's a melting that. pot, Lou. What, you like, don't uh, understand that. Well, what, what, what tribes are we going to break up into? Look what happened to Yugoslavia. When Yugoslavia I don't think that's apples and oranges, Lou. No, you can't compare. Right. You can't compare the Soviet also. Union to the United it States. Absolutely. That, there's a, there's a problem because of the whole melting pot thing, Lou. For instance, Wait. I don't know what um so what uh, cultural group I would fall into. I'm part Spanish, part German, and uh, 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 part uh, Irish. So which which direction am I going to fall? Let me make my point. In Yugoslavia, they gave that same answer. They had Bosnian Muslims that intermarried with Serbian Christians or with Croatian Christians. Okay. But when the going got tough and the tribes started fighting each other, everyone fell back to their own tribe. And that's something that's going to happen here in America if you don't watch out. Because these people are going to come up here and you're soft, you're weak. Uh, the Soviet Union is much better have. off today. Uh, the, the former states of the Soviet Union are much better off today than they were under the Soviet Union. So I don't have necessarily see that as a bad Union? thing, Lou. Have you been to the Soviet Union? Uh, no, I have not, but I've certainly well, read a lot about it. Have you? Have you? What? My have you been? I have family that live there. Great. Well, you know, I've uh, actually read articles about Estonia, for instance, that uh, point out that Estonia is doing just great. As a matter of fact, it's in the best shape of all of the former Soviet states. Did you hear about states. that attack that Russia did against Estonia with the computers? No. No, you didn't hear about that because it doesn't serve your purpose. Well, you know, <laughs> Lou, you're an you're an ideologue. Lou, that's okay. I can be an ideologue because unlike the Soviets, I'm not going to force my viewpoint on others. I'm not going to point when, guns at people listen, and say you must assimilate. When Yugoslavia fell apart, did it fall apart according to ideological lines or did, did it fall apart according to ethnic lines? I assume you're going to say ethnic lines. I want you to answer the question. I, I don't know the answer. I'm not a, histor I'm not a historian. Lou. Yugoslavia fell into ethnic... Uh, uh, it fell into ethnic conflict. And the people like you who thought they were above it all got killed. Yeah, is that a threat, Lou? <laughs> That's right. All right, thanks for the Thank call. You, I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I don't think it... I mean, it's fair to compare the United States to the Soviets because we're becoming more communistic here in this country, but to compare every... You know, to compare the, the makeup of the Everybody who's not an people? Indian is is not a, a, you know, a, a native here. So uh, we've assimilated. Right. We've, we've bred in our bread. way, this is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Live Saturday show. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. And though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as several hundred of our listeners have decided to do for as little as three bucks a month. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you know that our website is completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. We do ours for free, though we do ask that if you like our site and you like the show and you want to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, 
that you become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. And what we do is we take that money in and we turn it back around into promoting, to advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live, hence the name AMP. And uh, you can get all the examples for how we're spending the money at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up, learn about some of the perks like the AMP-only call-in line, uh, the AMP-only chat room, and forums, and more. Head over uh, head over to amp.freetalklive.com. As we head back to uh, the phones here, oh, one more thing I wanted to touch on uh, Lou's point from Miami about the ideologue thing. I was just looking at the definition of ideologue. Uh, according to dictionary.com, someone who theorizes or one given to fanciful ideas or theories, a theorist, a spectator. Now, I, I think I could probably fit into that uh, that term, though my theories are based on facts. My theories right. are based ideologue on... Ideologue would be somebody... It is an insult to somebody who has a uh, particular... Uh, you know, theory. I mean, fanciful means that it could never happen. Yeah, and the marketplace could happen. Um, and the marketplace does work better than the government. I mean, every example where the marketplace has taken over a government function or used to handle a government function clearly shows that the marketplace does it better. So that's what my um, my ideas are based off of. So it's really not, I don't know if it's really ideological, but nonetheless, it's still apples and oranges to say that I have, uh, because I'm an ideologue, is am somehow related to the people in, uh, the, I guess, the, the people in communist Russia, what? Well, they wanted to force their commie, commie ideas on everybody else. I think that else. one could uh, could call uh, most people in politics, whether it's uh, people with radio shows or pundits. Yeah, you know, Rush Limbaugh would be an ideologue. Um, who's that awful blonde, skinny woman that makes fun of uh, Ann Coulter? Ann Coulter. Good lord! Um, I mean, she's definitely an ideologue. All kinds of people are ideologues out there that uh, are, are doing this commenting business, and that's all we are, commentators. I mean, Lou would be an ideologue. He thinks it's possible to keep uh, immigrants out of the country, right? It's it's certainly ludicrous. That's fanciful. It's ludicrous. That's great, Mark. Is that a pun? <laughs> Let's go to Mike in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike? Mike in Texas? On the line? Do we have Mike? Mike going once? Mike going... There he is. Mike. Hello? Hey, Mike. I'm here. Can you hear me? You're here. Just you've barely. got an awful cell phone. Let's see if we can clear that up. Put yeah, Mike on... It's unacceptable, in fact. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to have the board op work with you, maybe get you on another line, have you call right back. We'll try you back here in a little while. In the meantime, let's go to Ian in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live, Ian. What's on your mind? Oh, not, not too much, Gail. Actually, a lot, to be really honest. Okay. <clears throat> so you guys to pull out a 1, 5, and a $20 bill. Look at the guys on there. we got George Washington. we got Abraham Lincoln. we got Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay. These have three. Actually, one very important thing in common is that is, they were against, and therefore they got rid of, central banks controlled by private interests. And as we know, the Federal Reserve is a central bank, sort of guys, you know, whatever, and it's owned and most of the stocks are held by private and foreign interests. I, mean, I didn't know that owned. Abraham Lincoln was against uh, central bank, oh, but no, okay. In fact, he, he introduced the greenback currency. He introduced, when he went to New York, and they offered him a 35% interest rate on the loan for the Civil War, he said, fuck, you know, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Sorry. He didn't say the whole word. FCC, please apologize. I'm sorry. But basically, my, what I'm getting to is that really, if we want to strengthen, gover- strengthen government to a, a reasonable degree, we've got to get rid of this private banking cartel. Absolutely. Everything. This absorbent debt that we've, that we've gotten over the course of all these years, all of our tax dollars have gone to do, doing one thing, and that's paying interest 
on all these wars. Yep, and they love to just crank up the printing press and print out as much money as they can possibly get away with, and that inflates the money supply, which means that prices go up, our uh, buying power goes down, and man, it's so misunderstood. Most Americans don't have any idea what inflation is really all about, and it's sad. Well, see, and this is the thing. Throughout our history, we've had expansions and contractions and these manipulations by all these crazy interests. I mean, of course, you know that the Rothschilds, they, they spread out through Europe, and they, they funded wars. Both said they were doing the Palpatine thing, funding the one guys, the other guy funding the, the, the bad guys. And it was just this, this, this game that they play. It goes all the way back to ancient Rome. It goes all the way back to the money changers. Jesus didn't want these, these guys in the temple because they were screwing over his people. This is the, the, the thing that's going to – I mean, all the presidents that have tried to do this either got shot or got demeaned or censured in the case of Andrew Jackson – this is something that Ron Paul has, has proposed, he's talked about, and I think it's a damn good idea. We've yeah. got to do this. There's I'd no have doubt. to agree with you. I'm not sure about the Rothschilds trying to take over the world and that kind of thing. I think most of the international bank- bankers yeah, in the world look are at Dutch. The history, man. Look at the history. Research the Rothschilds. Look what they did in all the wars, the French wars, all the, the Napoleon, funding Napoleon twice. And, I mean... He was the original. Those guys were the original war profiteers. They taught Dick Cheney everything he knows. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I agree with you, Mike, that the bankers absolutely are interested in pocketing as much money as they possibly can, and they know that using the government uh, to create wars is the is one of the most effective ways uh, you know, to do I mean, that. When we were in a Great Depression, we were funding Germany's, uh, you know, incline into Nazi Germany. I mean, if you if you trace the money through the Federal Reserve Board and those guys that were involved. I mean, did you guys realize you, that Americans could not own gold physically for from 1932 and Fort Knox was or 34 when Fort Knox was created until 1971? Nixon finally allowed Americans to own physical gold. Yes. Wasn't it, you had uh, to have bonds. You had to have some sort of representation. Wasn't it one of the Rothschilds that said something like, "I care not who makes the laws, uh, so long yeah, as I, I have it was. Ansel or control whatever. of the money, basically the right. money supply." You know, it's really just despicable. Um, And, you know, thank you for the call. I I think you're absolutely right about that. It's a tremendously important issue. And unfortunately, it's just not it's just not sexy. You know, like John Stossel was giving this presentation here in New Hampshire earlier this year about why the media doesn't pay attention to a lot of sort of liberty oriented things. Of course, there's a bunch of not anti-liberty people in the media, but even John Stossel himself, like why he's not paying attention to the Free State Project with the reporting he's doing. And he said, you know, you guys just aren't sexy enough yet. You've got to sexy up your your uh, your mission here. You've got to sexy up what you're doing. And he doesn't mean actual sex, but you know what I'm saying. It Make it attractive and interesting and, and that sort of thing. Give it some sizzle. Right. And the Federal Reserve is an issue that just doesn't have sizzle. It otherwise, doesn't have it. Otherwise, um, Americans would have been looking at this um, all the time. But yeah, you know, unions have always been in support of... Uh, a, a metal back currency because they know that workers getting paid in uh, fiat currency reduces their buying power. But, you know, it, it's not something that uh, you can really put in front of Americans and, and they'll lap up. It isn't Paris Hilton. You it's can believe that though. crap. It, it is doable. We can. I think we do it fairly effectively with real understandable examples pointing to how we used to have silver certificates in this country. Once you point that out, people know that. They've seen silver certificates. They know that there used to be um, gold and silver behind the money. It's just ha- you have to help explain them and sort of handhold them through why it's a terrible thing that there's not now. We can touch more on this in hour number three if necessary, but Mike has returned from Texas, and we're going back to his line. Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live. Yes, I, I really enjoy your show because of 
very intelligent callers like the previous caller. Thank you. And I also like to hear the debate with you two guys of a free market, uh, uh, the guy in favor of the free market yeah, and the me. limited government type. But I, I do favor the free market over the limited government. Excellent. Type. Well, you know, there's there's so few places um, that, that you can go to hear somebody like you talk yeah. in the media. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, no really anarcho-capitalists nice out there. This is a nice show where it's the debate is not about total statism uh, one way or another way, right. but it's uh, it's about free market and 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 very limited government. And and if if the government schools uh, put their, <laughs> it would never happen, of course. But if they put the argument in this way and framed the debate the way you guys do, it it would really bring. Uh, um, liberty. I think yeah. it would. It would come. Which is exactly now, why the government schools aren't ever going to do that. That's for sure. Right. That's right. Because it doesn't serve their interest. Yep. Now uh, the the a uh, couple callers back, he was talking about uh, a, a true believer and that you're a true believer. Well, I I think that um, you don't have to kill people to build roads. No. It's not necessary to because that's what government ultimately is. It's ultimately the force of the gun and to do anything and to call on government to do anything you're you're ultimately going to uh end up using the force as in the case of uh, Ed Brown in New Hampshire. In the case of um, uh, countless people, countless unsung individuals out there who've had their homes taken from them, who've been locked in jail cells, that's what government is all American about. Every American who pays their taxes because they don't want to go to jail. Yep, you're, you're absolutely dead on, Mike. What's going to the free Mike. state movement? What's going to happen to the free state movement if Ron Paul makes it for president? I don't know. Maybe it'll get some. Uh, maybe it'll get a boost. Thanks for the call. Hour three's coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just three dollars a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, that's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And apparently Mike has hung through the break. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. Actually, it's Tom uh, in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out uh, people that uh, go calling you up about uh, so-called illegal aliens, okay, mm-hmm. that uh, New Hampshire is a border state. Okay? It is. I mean, uh, New Hampshire borders a foreign country. So, That's true. You know, we're in the same boat with places like California and Texas. And uh, Now, hold on, Tom. Before you go any farther with this, I want to point out that in New Hampshire and uh, Massachusetts and New York and Vermont, they have uh, signs in foreign languages for uh, people that uh, may have come across the border. Can you imagine the – they're in French. Can you imagine the howl, the, just the, the uprising, the, the vitriol, the indignation that would happen here in America if we put um, street signs in Spanish for people um, near the border? I, I, you know, in Miami, if you put a street sign up, or, you know, actually probably not Miami, but certainly they Broward in Miami, yeah. in, in Broward County, the, the surrounding areas, if you wanted to service people who might speak another language a little better, there would just be an uprising. Yeah, but uh, some of those signs are, uh, I believe it's uh, 
facing the traffic that has just entered the United States, saying, like, you're now in the United States, you have to turn left and proceed to the, the port of entry and, and stuff like that, because these people are just the border from Quebec. Many of them but, say just welcome to the state. Um, like, for instance, in uh, Massachusetts, which doesn't border Canada at all, it says welcome in French. And, uh, yeah, there's also the uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize is they, these Border Patrol goons set up checkpoints that are well within the interior of the United States, and they're hassling and interrogating people. Yes. And you, you, go, you go, like, you uh, to tell people in the interior about, I mean, I couldn't believe that the Border Patrol took apart our car or, or they, they detained us for all this, and they think you're talking about at the border where customs and immigration officials were hassling and interrogating you. No, 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 you're talking about... Uh, people way uh, in, inland. Uh, yeah, 60 miles inland, six, 60 miles south of the Vermont-Canadian uh, border, there is one of those installations. It's uh, They are multi-million dollar installations in many cases, and they also exist uh, down south as well, where you're right, they're hassling and shaking down uh, regular American people who happen to pass through them, and that's that's pretty scary. And, and these they're not entering the United States. They're traveling between two points, like between San Diego and Los Angeles. Both of them, last I checked, were within the United States of America. Right. And that practice has got to be eliminated, and uh, that's why I don't like Ron Paul for president, because he supports immigration restrictions. But you know what his campaign is going to be good for? His campaign is going to be a, a rich source of members for the Free State Project, because the Free State people here in New Hampshire are mostly uh, supporting Ron Paul for president, and uh, the free staters can contact Ron Paul's headquarters around the country to try and recruit free staters as long as they don't uh, leave after the New Hampshire primary and before their home state's primary, as long as they, they get to provide, render service to Ron Paul in yeah. one of the states, and then uh They'll be moving here, and some of them will be uh, traveling, like from New Jersey, to help with the New Hampshire primary. They might stay for a couple of weeks, and they'll be rubbing elbows with free states. That's a good point. So. Yeah, I, I like that point. And I am also with you. I really am kind of disturbed by Ron Paul's position on immigration, and I hope we get a chance to have him on the show so we can really sort of hash it out and uh, try to understand where he's coming from on that, why he understands, on one hand, that the war on drugs is completely ineffective and that government is uh, is generally just not the solution to a problem because it's slow and stupid and ineffective and expensive, but yet all of a sudden they can solve the immigration problem. That I don't understand. But, Tom, thanks for the call. We'll uh, try to hash that out if we can ever get him on the show. I know you've been working hard on that, Mark, and, and hopefully it'll happen at some I've point. Got it, I've got it scheduled again. Okay. Uh, I thought He's it was busy. Supposed, yeah, I understand busy, busy. that. All right, so 800-259-9231. We'll keep you up to date on that as it develops. Uh, in the meantime, we talked to Ron in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Ron. Hi. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? Well, I'm getting tired of hearing all about this immigration uh, policy problem. All right, so what do you want to uh, talk about? I'm not, I'm not against immigration if it's done legally. But you, you probably never heard anything like this before, but I visualize our borders as being the same as the walls of my house. The border being the walls to my house, and anybody coming inside without my permission could be dealt with harshly. Well, unfortunately, it's a faulty analogy because the difference between your house and the border is your house is private property and the border is the tragedy of the commons. So, um, And not to mention that I live in your house and I pay uh, the mortgage too and I want to let everybody in. 
Yeah, that's a problem too, isn't it? Well, so but there's a way to come in if it's done illegally. But, but but hold on, I live in the house and I pay the mortgage just like you do, and I want to let anybody, um, everybody come in, that, and I don't care whether they fill out the government's stupid paperwork because I think the government just hurts people as far as you know this well, immigration that's, that's, policy goes. That's, that's your opinion. I was just calling in to give my opinion. I understand. I understand it's right. your opinion. And like you were you were proposing you. to use a gun to defend your house. I would, I, I would like to finish what I have to say and then. And you can, uh, you know, you feel one way, this is the way I feel. Okay, great. Okay. If a person is breaking into my house, the walls of my house is the same as the border is the walls to, the, to my country. Mm, not, I, that's not a, true. If, if somebody's breaking into my house, I'm going to assume that they're, uh, they're coming in to do no good. That's a, that's a fair assumption so, if so, it's your house, yes. So if they want to come in, they can knock on the door and I can invite them in. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if they're doing this and I have a gun... I would not hesitate to use it because I'm going to assume that that's absolutely fine. That's home. totally understood, Ron. That's okay. your private property. You yeah. have a right to defend it. But if right. you're going to, you can't use that as an analogy to the whole country. That's not well, fair. Because it's not that way. It is not your house. And if it's your house, if you want to use this bad analogy, then let's plug Mark into the situation. So now Mark and Ron are living in this big house called America, and Ron wants to shoot the people coming into the house called America, but Mark wants to keep those people safe. So are you going to shoot Mark when he uh, tries to keep those people safe? And if that's the case, does Mark then have the right to shoot you, sir? If he, he wants to come in, he can come in legally. No, no, no. No, it's not. I already live here. I was born here. So, so you say you're saying you you want to open up the country to anybody that wants to come in and and flood our borders and just come across whether um, they be how did your how did your ancestors get here? Oh, now wait a minute. That's, they I'm were just legal. asking. That's different, Mark. Yeah, right, they different. Were legal, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, hold on. Now th- th- that's because we passed you know this this huge restrictive uh, set of immigration laws out there. It was um, legalism. It was illegal to uh, not to. It was illegal to harbor slaves in this country at one point too. Was that a good law? Well, now you're talking past history. I'm, 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 talking, uh, look, uh, I'm talking about tyranny. Have, and uh, tyranny. Terror. Look, we can look at history and look at what tyranny is, and I see this as tyranny. We didn't have terrorists back then like we have now, and our country has never been in the shape that it is now. Excuse the, reason that we have, the reason we have terrorists is because we have a crappy foreign policy where we go to other people's country and yeah. meddle in their business. Yeah, that's, that's, what, your, that's something that's we weren't your, doing 100 years ago. That's not my opinion. I'm, I'm a... I'm a <laughs> I'm a conservative, and I know that you're a Democrat. I, well, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm a card-carrying member of the Republican Liberty Caucus, sir. You're, you're a Democrat. I am a re- card-carrying member of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Yeah, uh-huh. What, what, what is are your... you calling me a liar? Yeah. Well, I'm not. Well, you're a yeah. scumbag. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Get lost. Just because I believe in liberty, I'm a Democrat? Because I disagree with you, right. I'm a Democrat? That's there how can't simple possibly it is. be somebody in the Republican Party that disagrees with this guy. That's, that's how simple... And I'm a liar for saying it. That's how simple so many people in American politics are. My team versus your team. You're not on my team, so you must be on the other team. Red team, blue team, go team. That's what it's all about these right. days, isn't it? Sorry. My team, right, uh, is always right 100% of the time. It doesn't matter what you think and what you have to say. I'm going to plug my ears and sing over here in the corner. La, 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 my team's the best. Everything we do is right. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm a Republican. Yes, you are a Republican. I'm I can, not really. I can vouch for that. I'm really You're not wearing pr- a Captain America t-shirt I'm right really now. not a particularly, uh, particularly happy with the Republican Party as right. it stands. I certainly think that George Bush is a crappy president, but I'm a Republican. 
It's just it, it is there. People are that mindless when you when you put your viewpoint out there and it doesn't line up correctly with them. You must be uh, you must be a member of the other party. Well, that's not necessarily the case. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Ken, Carl, Mark. Not necessarily in that order, but we'll get to you all on the way. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll keep you clued in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. I expect probably to be sending out an update tonight announcing our brand-newest radio station affiliate out in California. Uh-oh. We'll be uh, doing that tonight. Uh, so updates.freetalklive.com. Pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? The answer is very little, but the Prometheus Institute, that's readpi.com, is looking to change all that by implementing practical, innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi today, readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. Just to clarify for Ron in uh, Indianapolis a little bit further, Mark is a member of the Republican Liberty Caucus. That means that Mark believes in liberty. You, Ron, claim to be a Republican, and I, I believe that. I have no reason to disagree with you on that. But just because you're a Republican obviously doesn't mean you believe in liberty, nor do Democrats necessarily believe in liberty. It seems to me that most Republican and Democratic Party adherents will do whatever the party wants them to do or whatever the party officials tell them is right or whatever their position should be. They'll take that as their position and then tout it uh, to all their friends and that sort of thing. And it's really just sort of mindless. It doesn't involve thought. It uh, doesn't involve involve analysis. It doesn't involve uh, any sort of level of, uh, of independence at all. And uh, I think that's something that you have as, as part of the RLC. You're trying, to, uh, you're trying to help move the Republican Party back in a more pro-liberty direction. It has right. gone way off the track. You know, there, um, the Republican Party has a, a great history of uh, believing in small government. Barry Goldwater um, is, Even is a great Even the Democratic exact. Party has that history. Yeah, in fact, true. the Democrats were pro-liberty way, it's way back in the day. It's just politicians have gotten in charge, and politicians right. understand that by growing the government and scaring the crap out of people, they... They can make a whole bunch of money. They understand that fighting wars, whether that's a war in uh, Iraq or whether that's a war on drugs or a war on immigration or a war on whatever you want, Mm -hmm. means that the government spends a whole bunch of money. When the government spends money, they don't really care where they spend it because they didn't work hard to earn it. You did. Let's continue with the calls here and go to Ken in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Ken, what's on your mind? guys. Hey, Hey, what's on your mind? Actually, uh, you guys are talking about the immigration deal. Um... I just, you know, I wanted to state the fact that I'm a Ron Paul guy or whatnot, and um, I'm a longtime FTL listener. Yes. And, uh, I totally understand where you guys are coming from on the immigration issue, but um, it, it seems like that uh, in order for this, to, you know, you know, our perspective of immigration to come through, we need to uh, at least get rid of the welfare state in order to get, you know, the conservatives to support, you know, liberty on this issue. 
Right. Uh, but the conservatives are all interested in getting rid of the immigrants. They're not interested in working to get rid of the welfare state. Right. It seems to me that if they worked, if they understood that the problem was a welfare issue, not an immigration issue. They'd be yelling that, from the rooftops right, about welfare. Then, then we could, um, you know, work because they're building walls on the border. So we're making progress, quote unquote, um, in this anti-immigration fervor. We're not making any progress in getting rid of welfare, which is what's causing the deadbeats to come over here and want to uh, live in this country in as fact, opposed to hardworking people. Nine times out of ten when you bring that up to one of these so-called conservatives and you bring up the point about welfare and you say well why don't we just get rid of welfare first they usually come back with well we can't get rid of welfare how are we going to get rid of welfare well damn it why why don't we why can't we sure we can if enough people want it to happen we absolutely can do that it's just they've thrown in the towel and they've come to accept the wealth redistribution program the communist wealth redistribution programs that we have in this country and that's kind of sad Oh, yeah, you're definitely right, you know, but, uh, I mean, considering the fact that we're trying to, uh, you know, attract conservatives to our, our side with the whole Ron Paul deal, and he's the only one that's going to, you know, be there to benefit our side as far as, you know, pro-liberty, you know, aspects, uh-huh. it seems like, you know, the Ill- illegal immigration, which I know you disagree with him on, and, you know, t- essentially so do I, it seems like... Um, the only way we're going to bring people to our side is by uh, offering a plan to first get rid of, you know, the the welfare state and the warfare state to uh, that brings these people over. And um, I believe Ron Paul's doing that. He's he's uh, he's he's going to make strides there. I can't say that I um, 100% support his uh, stance in that, but I do sort of understand where he's coming from, and he's going to get my vote. Yeah, me as well. Ken, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, and, and I've seen Ron Paul's statements on immigration, and he does hem it a little bit. He does point out that it wouldn't be such an issue if there wasn't this welfare state. And yeah. so that's why I really want to get him on the air to really um, make sure to clarify that position. Let's continue and talk to Mark in West Virginia, listening on WVTS. Hey, Mark. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? I, I Actually, I heard you guys yesterday talking about uh, New York trying to implement uh, something for the uh, – the consoles, the video game consoles. Yeah, yeah. New York, uh, the state of New York is going to make it a felony for uh, people to sell video games to minors, um, and also they want to implement some sort of parental control unit inside each video game console. And there were a few other oppressive regulations as well. Yeah, that's what I was. That's yeah, that's what I was going to call and tell you. Well, number one, actually, my opinion, number one is I think it should be up to the parents to yes. decide whether or not the child gets the game. Um, number two, I actually own an Xbox 360, and I have a five-year-old in my house, mm-hmm. and it has parental locks on it. Okay. Oh, it does? So, yeah, actually, I've got this game. It's called um, Rainbow Six Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Sounds like and, you're shooting and people. I think it, yeah, right. I think it's got a mature rating. Um, so I went in and changed my parental codes and stuff, mm-hmm. and as soon as you put the game in and close the, the door to play the game, it pops up and asks you for a password so that my five-year-old can't play the game. Oh, okay. That's good to know. You think your five-year-old, so, yeah. you think your five-year-old would be in the least bit interested in uh, a first-person shooter like Rainbow Six? Uh, yeah, actually, you'd be surprised what the five-year-olds really? are into nowadays. <laughs> you know, I, I had a uh, – it was this probably been about a, two years ago, but I had a kid visiting the house, and uh, I think I had something – some awful, bloody video game on, you know, that I had been playing. Um, I think it was uh, the – Black Monday or something like that. One of those. Whatever. Uh, one of those. And um, he didn't. He wasn't interested in those games at all. He wanted to play Crash Bandicoot, where you know he he played a little cartoon yeah. character and smash boxes and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, and it has ratings all across the board. It has the T for the team, and it has the M for mature. So you can block out all that stuff. And 
and you have to use a code to be able to play the game. Great. So, I did. I was not aware they had implemented that, but it makes sense that they would have. So I guess that's good to know. Yeah. So Microsoft and Sony is one up on New York. Very excellent. <laughs> Very good. But the free market will always solve these problems. Yep, absolutely yeah, absolutely right. And and I agree with you. It should absolutely be in the hands of the parents. If the parents don't care enough to pay attention, then it should not be the government that is telling business people how to run their business. Let parents. Right. I decide. feel like a, I feel like a little bit of personal responsibility has to come into play when it comes to your children. I, mean, I would think that all of the responsibility lies on your shoulders. Right. But unfortunately, yeah. the government tries its best to abdicate that responsibility and tell parents, "Oh, you don't have to worry." We'll figure out where to send your... We'll take care of sending your kids to school. You don't have to think about these things. Right, and that's exactly. a problem, seriously. Well, I think I think that that's the the reason that the kids act the way they do now, because parents are afraid to discipline their kids. I'm 30 years old. When I, when I got a line, I got slapped for it. Mm. So... Yeah, I, mean, I don't you know, necessarily and, and, agree that violence... I think that sort of teaches kids that violence solves problems, personally. I don't agree with violence either, but, you know, I'm 30. I turned out really well, and, you know... Fair enough. I set that line often enough to get it more than once a day, but, you know... Hey, Mark. It. Mark, really appreciate your call, and hey, do us a favor. Contact uh, Dave. He's the guy in charge over there at uh, WDVTS. Tell him thanks for Eric Free Talk Live, especially during oh, the week. Oh, absolutely. It's, a, it's an awesome show. I listen to you guys as often as I can. Tell him you want to hear more hours during the week. He's got us on one hour a night weeknights, and we can go up to three. So let him know that, and thanks for your call. More on the way you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got live streams. There's a broadband version and a dial-up version of the show waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop... Precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. D2Z.org. Continuing with the phone calls, it's Bill in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Bill, what's on your mind? Hey, I'm not, um, I'm not worried about this poor guy that only gets you once, one, one, one hour a night. I only get you three hours a week. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer, isn't it? Even worse. I'd, I'd take you one hour a night if I could get you. That would... That'd be twice as much, wouldn't it? Well, all you can do is call uh, I, I call Scott. I think he's the program director there at WXNT. I've yet to talk to the guy. I want to say hi to him. Uh, but call him and or email him and let him know what you think about the show. And, you know, things can happen. Things will change eventually. Yeah, I want to talk to you about, just shift the focus, uh, just for one call anyway, on taxes. Uh, because here in Marion County, where I'm living at, we're going to double the local and city taxes in one year. We're going to go from... Uh, I think they said it was going to go from 0.85% or maybe 1%. They enacted it to 1%, but we didn't yet actually pay that. Wait, wait, is this, wait, wait, wait. What kind of tax is this? Income? Well, county taxes. Yeah, income taxes. They have county, an income tax county? in Indianapolis? Oh, yeah, yeah they, they've had this for about 15 years. Uh, never used to have it, but they, they started out with 0.7%, and then last year it was 085 so that's not too bad. What's the paperwork like on that? Uh, it's very easy. It's just, it's just, just like your state. It's just like your state taxes. So do they take do they take it out from your paycheck? 
Yes, it's automatically taken <laughs> out, and at the end of the year, you just have one little extra line on your state tax return where you just figure that out. I don't have a state tax return. I live in New Hampshire. I've never <laughs> filled out a state tax return. We didn't have them in Florida, and we don't have them here in New Hampshire. That but was my next question. I was going to wonder, what is, the, what is the rate? They don't charge They don't pay any, uh, any income tax in the state of New Hampshire. It no does income not tax. Exist. No sales uh, tax either. Well, no I mean, the no sales tax there's on a food. There's, there's prepared a prepared food. food tax. Yeah, the, the, you know, if you eat out, that you pay. And there's, well, a, there's a car tax as well if you buy a car or something What's like the rate that. if you eat out? What's that? Yeah, it's eight percent. It's awful. Okay, yeah, we've got the same eight percent, but we've got a three point four percent in the state of Indiana on income tax, Gosh. and then now one point six five county. So that's five point oh five percent. It's only going to get bigger every time they feel like they need it for something else. They'll right. you know they'll they'll trot out some good reason, and then the taxes get bigger. When I'm, when have we ever seen taxes get smaller? No very government. Rarely. Ever ever lowers taxes. Well, they well, did get what? rid of the the uh, phone tax. They got yeah, rid of the, the one, phone one of the from phone the Spanish-American taxes. War. Right, right, that one. Well, the reason is to fight crime. Well, now we have a war on crime, <laughs> and we need more police officers on the street to fight oh, crime. Great. And I, yeah, well, more point, police I officers like, to throw uh, pot smokers in jail. You mean? Well, I want to know what we did 50 years ago when we had less crime and less police officers. Right. Well, we didn't create quite as many crimes, you know. <laughs> um, it, yeah, there's way more crimes now than there were before. Right. So-called it, crimes. Right, crimes in the sense that, uh, you know, now there's all kinds of illicit substances uh, that are illegal. A hundred years ago, heroin, you could go in the uh, drugstore and buy it. Um, cocaine, you could go in and buy it. It was in Coca-Cola. What are the uh, properties, just out of curiosity, what are the property taxes like there in Marion County? Oh, they just jumped. Uh, the average person is going to pay about 25 to 30 percent more. On property they, taxes. That they have to they, because of this reassessment. Just, people, just as an example, what you, are, do you, are you a homeowner? No, I do not own. Okay, never mind I, then. I do have a feel for it. Uh, these these people have got a nice um, increase in their properties in the last right. few years. Of course, they can't spend that day to day. That's the problem. Right, so and people, and watch for your rent to go up as yeah, a result. That, that, that will go up too because my landlord has to pay more. And it just goes. He just passes it right down to me. You've got it, Bill. Any other thoughts for us? No, that'll be it. But, hey, have a good week, guys, and I'll listen to you next week. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to – oh, by the way, you can even though, even if your station isn't carrying our weekday show, you've always got the Internet as an option. We've got the entire year's worth of archives right there on the front page, so grab them up. Uh, and you can listen live. Uh, let's go to Carl in Montreal. You're allegedly listening on the radio, Carl, but I don't know if I believe you. Well, uh, I was going to ask about John Perkins. Um, any updates on when he's coming on? I'm waiting on the Who? book. Uh, John Perkins, The Secret History of the American Empire. I never heard of him. Oh, I thought he was mentioned before. Maybe it no, wasn't I think you got the wrong show. Uh, maybe somebody else mentioned him because we very, very rarely have uh, have guests, and we even ra- more rarely have authors as guests on this show. Okay, because he wrote the Confessions of Economic Hitman. I don't know. He... I've heard. I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of that. It was on the bestseller list. Well, this book's made up to number four on the bestseller list up here. So uh, very good, very good. Now, what's what's this new book about? Uh, Secret History of the American Empire it just talks a lot about what the United States did, how it's overthrown governments and put in new ones. And Absolutely right. Sounds like uh, the jail's kind of uh, hopping tonight there, Carl. How's, uh, how's everything going in uh, the Saturday night, Saturday night in the big house. <laughs> going all right. I mean, it's better than jail. I don't have cells and stuff, but, you know, I, I managed to get a little portable radio and I'm trying to, like, get a station in and it comes in real terrible, so... Yeah, you're not listening to Free Talk Live in Montreal. That can't be. That's not possible. Something that was coming in, it's real weak, though. Yeah. On the AM, you can get, like, a couple hundred miles, like 500 miles sometimes. Yeah, it depends on the size of the transmitter and there's it, no... It really does. Um, not every AM station broadcasts at the same uh, wattage, so, yeah, you can get a 50,000-watt station. Yeah. Sometimes it'll travel 500 miles, but 
But, um, but now FW, FTL in Miami is not uh, going to make the trip to uh, to Montreal. That's for sure. Yeah, that's about our biggest uh, wattage. Carl, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So sorry, it's just not a guest based show. We have had guests on. We've had a handful of authors on. And if you'd like to hear some of those interviews, they're all archived for your convenience at guests.freetalklive.com. You know what, Mark? I don't want this to sound too political because I hate politicians and I, I, uh, I don't care much for politics in general. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a great example from the, uh, the, the Center for Self-Government, Carla Howell, who ran for governor under the Libertarian Party ticket, uh, I think it was a few years ago. And anyway, she ran against Mitt Romney, right, in Massachusetts. And uh, so she's got some interesting analysis here of this so-called small government guy, Mitt Romney, right? Right. He's a so-called economic conservative. Well, is he really? And this is really just exemplary. You can take the, these concepts and spread them across all of the politicians, okay? So I'm not picking right. on one politician. You know, it just um, happens to be about him. He press released, I'm an economic conservative. And the media, of course, believed his press release. Right. And, and so they, they write it as out him, there. Um, they, they write and say, well, he's an economic conservative. Why? Because he said so. So let's look at the facts, shall we? Is he an economic conservative, especially when it comes to tax and spend policies? Now that he's running for president, let's compare his words with his deeds. Romney claims to be anti-tax. He even took a no-new-taxes pledge when he ran for governor of Massachusetts in 2002. Sounds good so far, right? Well, took is in quotes because he refused to sign the pledge. His signature wasn't necessary, he claimed. He assured us that he is a man of his word. But Mitt Romney has been a champion of new taxes. Mitt Romney proposed three new taxes while campaigning for governor in 2002. A new tax on vehicles, a new tax on campaign donations, and a new tax on building construction. They didn't get much fanfare in the media and were quickly forgotten. Right before the 2002 election, he ran millions of dollars in ads portraying himself as a no-new-taxes governor. The media refused to set the record straight. But that was only the beginning. Each of the four years Romney served as governor, he raised taxes while pretending he didn't. He claims he only raised mandatory government fees. But government mandatory fees are nothing but taxes. Right. And taxes are nothing but mandatory government fees. Romney's new tax fees raised hundreds of millions in new tax revenue for the state government every year. So this is how it works. They just play word games with you. Do not believe a word these politicians say, all of them. Uh, he also increased several taxes by closing loopholes to enable collection of a new Internet sales tax and by passing legislation that enables local governments to raise business property taxes. This, he claims, is not raising taxes. I suppose you could say that Romney merely enacted bills that force taxpayers to hand over billions of dollars, which end up in the coffers of the government. Quacks like a tax increase? Mitt Romney claims to have cut the Massachusetts budget by $2 billion. Sometimes he claims he cut it by $3 billion. The media gives him free advertising by parroting this myth repeatedly. They repeat it so often that even some libertarians assume it to be true. But these cuts were merely budget games. Spending cuts in one area were simply moved into another area of the government budget. So he cut it out of one area of the budget and, and then pasted it. it in another area. Right. You know, that's not a cumulative cut. It's just a cut. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. But there's more. We'll share that with you on the way. Take your calls about whatever you want. We'll try to sneak in here in the remaining moments. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this live Saturday edition 
you can take control, even in these remaining moments. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. Now, it does cost a little bit of money to run the website, so if you want to voluntarily support the show, you should shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. 41 categories of products to shop in. Huge selection. Great products. Great quality. I love the... My favorite part about Amazon is the user reviews. When you're looking at a product, you can scroll down and you can see what other people thought of the product. I find that so valuable. I mean, it's. It, it, I understand people like going into the big box stores to look at things on the shelf, but that doesn't tell you how good those products are. When you're reading those reviews, that really helps. Um, so head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Put some stuff in your shopping cart and check out and feel good because a percentage of your purchase just went to Free Talk Live. So remember to enter through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com. Now then, we're talking about scumbag politicians, and we just happen to be focusing on one of them, okay? This is not an endorsement of any other politician. It just happens to be that it's a, a, a very detailed analysis of one particular politician's lies. And they all do it. They're all lying scum for the most part. So don't believe a word they say. When they claim they've cut billions of dollars out of the budget, they're lying to you. And uh, as Carla Howell points out from the Center for Small Government, their website, by the way, centerforsmallgovernment.com, she ran for, uh, by the way, governor in Massachusetts against Mitt Romney. So she might know a thing or two about this guy, right? She might have done her research He claims to be an economic conservative. He claims to be uh, anti-tax. He did not actually take the new tax, uh, no new taxes pledge. He did not sign it. Um, He also um, proposed new taxes. He signed in new taxes, but he called them fees. So they're not taxes if you call them fees. And he didn't cut. He claims to have cut billions, uh, billions of dollars out of the budget, but that's not true. He just played games with the budget. He moved the billions of dollars from one area of the budget. He cut them and then pasted them to another area. So just a handful of the misinformation and misdirection from this guy. And here's some more from Carla Howell. In fact, not only did Mitt Romney refuse to cut the overall Massachusetts budget, he expanded it dramatically. The Massachusetts state budget was $22.7 billion a year when he took office in January of 2003. When he left office in January of this year, it was over $25.7 billion plus another $2.2 billion in spending that the legislature calls off-budget. And Romney never reminds us of this fact. The net effects of budgets proposed and signed into law by Romney, an additional $5.2 billion in state spending every year. Now, $5.2 billion out of $22 billion, huh, that's almost a 25% increase, isn't it? What a surprise. He claims to have done a good job as governor of the liberal Massachusetts in light of the fact that it's a tough state for poor conservatives like him. He infers his hands were tied by by the predominantly Democratic legislature. But when it comes to tax and spend policies, he's not only in lockstep with the Democratic legislature, he leads the way. Each of the four years Romney served as governor of Massachusetts, he started budget negotiations by proposing an increase of $1 billion, before the legislature even named a budget figure. Romney initiated massive new spending without any prodding from the legislature. 
His hands weren't tied. He was going right along with it. The legislature responded with a handful of line-item budget increases. Romney agreed to some of them and vetoed others. The media helped him out again by making fanfare of his vetoes and portraying him as tough on spending after he'd already given away the store. Over the course of Romney's four-year term, he signed into law over $5 billion in new state spending and a similar increase in new taxes. Billion. I mean... How's a little state like Massachusetts manage to get into the billions? And that's just increases. Yep, but his grand finale was the worst of all. Romney Care, Mitt Romney's version of socialized medicine. Right. Now, how can a person claim to be a Republican and introduce socialized medicine? Great question. If you can answer it, 800-259-9231. By his own admission, Romney didn't plan his socialized medicine scheme until after the 2002 election. After convincing voters that his Democrat rival would be worse because she would saddle us with socialist tax and spend policies, this is again written from the perspective of someone living in the state, he said Romney propped the granddaddy of big government expansions, excuse me, popped the granddaddy of big government expansions on unwitting voters. Voters of Massachusetts did not vote for Romney Care. Mitt Romney foisted it upon them without warning. When Romney ran for U.S. Senate in 1994, his campaign popularized the derogatory term Kennedy country to describe the devastating effects of Ted Kennedy's liberal social programs on poor neighborhoods in Massachusetts. Yet Mitt Romney stood proudly with Ted Kennedy while he signed Romney Care into law. Hmm. Romney championed it from the very beginning. Again, without any prodding from his Democratic rivals. Right. Yet Mitt Romney, uh, oh, Ted Kennedy, had, has pushed for socialized medicine for decades. Romney fulfilled his dream. Kennedy lobbied the legislature hard to get Romney's bill passed. It was a Romney-Kennedy alliance. Welcome to Massachusetts, Romney-Kennedy country. Romney's socialized medicine law mandates that everyone who doesn't have insurance to buy it or suffer income tax penalties. There's yet another off-budget Mitt Romney tax increase. Romney's mandate will cost taxpayers many thousands of dollars every year in health insurance premiums for unwanted policies or force them to pay the equivalent in tax penalties. Romney's law goes into effect in part in 2008 and in full force in 2009. Unless it's repealed before then, the loudest screams of protest from Massachusetts won't be heard until after the 2008 presidential election is over. Romney's time-release tax increase. Romney now boasts that he was for the first presidential candidate to sign a taxpayer protection pledge in which he promised to oppose any and all efforts to increase income taxes on people or businesses. So he'll call his tax increases government fees or closing loopholes or something else. But the IRS will collect this money from you, your family, your friends, and millions of Americans just like you. Mitt Romney labels himself with words like anti-tax, conservative, and budget cutter. Mitt Romney's deeds show he's the opposite. High tax, a big spender, and solidly big government. So, there you go. I just wanted to share that with you just as a great example of somebody who took the time to look into all of the claims of these politicians. In this case, one particular politician, but he doesn't differ significantly from the other ones. Somebody who took the time to look into this guy's claims, look at what he did, and put the information in front of you. Mm. Now, how many other media outlets are going to do the same thing? They don't. We just did. You, know, you know, they don't. The media, media out there, even you know, big national media, they just it's, it's all about sound bites and mm-hmm. do, doing things quick. They're taking whatever the candidates say about themselves and parroting it. Yep. As though Romney is small government, conservative, anything. 
Right. If he was, he a, might be socially conservative. He might want to, uh, you know, force force his, uh, you know, religious views on you. Yeah. But he's not fiscally conservative. As he's he grown the, the under his tutelage there as the governor in Massachusetts, he grew the government. He didn't. He added to fee government fees and taxes. So please. Take this as a warning, okay? There are a lot of people in America that they, they sort of understand the idea that, you know, big media isn't really that great and they're kind of sloppy with their journalism and everything like that. But also understand this, that big media, not only are they sloppy, but the radio shows you hear that claim to not be part of the mainstream media are also part of the mainstream media, right? Rush Limbaugh with his oh, uh, one hand tied behind my back, blah, blah, blah. We're not mainstream media. We're another t- type of media or something. Even though you're the number one radio show in the country, somehow you're not, ru- you're not, mainstream, not mainstream, Rush. Well, he is mainstream. Um, he's as mainstream as they come. And Rush claims to have a cadre of researchers, right, behind the scenes doing research for his show. Well, it doesn't seem like they're digging too damn deep, are they? Please don't take the words of people with microphones as gold. Including Please, ours. Including ours. Please question everything you hear on the air, on the tel- on the television, on the internet. It just because somebody has managed to wiggle their way behind a microphone and they've managed to get a syndication deal does not mean they are the voice of Jesus Christ. Okay, it does not mean they Rush are. Rush Limbaugh is an extraordinarily talented entertainer, and that's what he does. Right. I mean, and, and don't the other, fool yourself. On the other end, he's. An attack dog for the Republican Party. He'll, you know, he says he says he's not carrying the water for the Republicans anymore. Please, that's he's all he's PR. ever done. That's is, just PR. All he's ever done is carry the water for the Republicans. Yep, he's no, and, and that claim and he, is no he's different. He's all for big government when it comes to Republican issues. Yep, and that claim is no different from the claims of the likes of Glenn Beck when he claims he's a libertarian. Yeah, whatever the just heck that trying, means. That's just these cookie cutter conservative talk show hosts trying to differentiate themselves from Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. They, they are are doing Rush Limbaugh's act with slightly different tweaks on their show. Maybe one's a little funnier well, than the Glenn other. Glenn Beck's got, really got a lot of production value. It's, it's a it's funny a great show. show. Great he's show. A, he's got a good show, no doubt, but to believe that guy's a libertarian because he says so is like the same as believing that Mitt Romney's a small government conservative because he says so. Please don't take these people at their face value. Question everything. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We shall return Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com and have a great and safe weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.